Chapter One Enough. Detective Inspector Jack Dillon sighed as he slid his chair away from the desk. He had spent a good few hours with his nose to the grindstone, but at last he had reached the base of the paper mountain that had greeted him at the start of his day. He studied for a moment the last letter in his pile, yet another solicitor's request for a hard copy of a police file. Why, in the age of electronic messaging, did they, along with the courts and Uncle Tom Cobbley and all, still demand them? It wasn't as if they didn't have computer terminals or a network set up, so it had to be down to people being afraid of change, or their lack of trust in today's technology. The prosecution file against the child murderer of Daisy Charlotte Hind and Christopher Spencer he'd recently dealt with would fill two transit vans. Yet another rainforest turned to dust. He'd already received copious letters from the defence solicitors, perfect and best, who had a reputation for being ruthless. Their business had recently moved to the larger premises of the old co-op buildings in Harrowfield, as their popularity increased amongst the criminal fraternity. They condemned police action at every opportunity, and ensured the press were there to report it. Nonetheless, their clients still got sent down, but not without a courtroom drama. Dylan knew they would have a team ready to spend hours, days, weeks scrutinising the case, searching for that weak link, a break of continuity in the line of evidence, or a failure to disclose something to the defence, anything to drive a stake right through the heart of the prosecution case. The defence had it easy in his eyes. Everything was delivered to their door on a platter. The main evidence was received by them a matter of days after an arrest, and once they knew what the police evidence was, they could then put forward a defence. Dylan smirked to himself as he packed documents into his briefcase. A case for the three monkeys, perhaps, for the defence could see everything, hear everything, and say nout. There were only four defences to murder, diminished responsibility, insanity, provocation, or a suicide pact. Who knows? Perfect and best might advise their client to plead guilty on this one. No, that wouldn't be a money-maker for them now, would it? Dylan jumped as his leg cramped and he frantically rubbed it. It was time to go home. He was looking forward to a weekend away on the Isle of Wight with his partner, Jen, far from the madding crowd. On my way, love, just crossing the yard to the car, Dylan spoke into his mobile. Brilliant. We're all ready and waiting, aren't we? she said, as he heard Max, their golden retriever, start barking loudly in the background. Let's set straight off to miss the tea-time traffic, eh? We can grab a sandwich on the way. I'll drive, she shouted over the noise. Sounds good to me, he said, smiling. I'll see you in about fifteen minutes. He put his briefcase in the boot of the car. He knew a couple of hours' start on the rush-hour traffic would make such a difference to the lengthy journey. Throwing his suit jacket on the back seat of the car, he pulled off his tie and opened his shirt collar. Dropping his shoulders, he sighed dramatically and could instantly feel himself relaxing as he relished the thought of time off after the pressure he'd been under recently. The radio bellowed out an ABBA song, and he found himself singing along, badly. He chuckled, thank goodness no one could hear. A mile from home he joined a queue of slow-moving traffic. At the approach to Stanbridge the traffic came to a standstill. 
Dylan drummed his fingers on the steering wheel. Come on, places to go, people to see, he muttered. Winding down the window and leaning out as far as he could, he saw a flashing blue beacon ahead. Was it police? Ambulance? Not an accident, please, he groaned. He turned up the radio. The local news was just about to start. In his experience, local radio was always fantastic at keeping people up to date with traffic news. There was no alternative route, though, whatever the problem, so he'd no choice but to wait. And he did. What could have been only minutes seemed like an eternity.